Welcome to NCBA's Cattleman's Call podcast with host Lane Nordland. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Cattleman's Call podcast. Thanks for answering the call once again. Of course, all of us are impacted by the coronavirus, uh, whether it's uh, in town, in the countryside, or out in Washington, D.C. It's it's on the headlines everywhere we go. But you know what? In the ranching communities, cattlemen and women continue to carry on and take care of their livestock and make sure that consumers have a product to eat at the end of the day. And, and joining us for our show today, our guest comes from the state of California. California with a livestock marketing background, Cindy Twos from Fresno. She's with Fresno Livestock Commission is on the phone. Cindy, how are things going out in California here on this bright and sunny day in Bozeman, Montana, where I'm recording? So I'm assuming it's hopefully bright and sunny out in California. Yes, Lane. Hello from Fresno to everyone. It is sunny currently with rain in the forecast. Our love, the favorite way to set up the events of the day. Um, No one listening uh, can ever uh, feel like they feel when rain's in the forecast for so many of us that have been um, exceptionally dry out here for most of the season and then with just recently uh, starting to get some rain. So on that part of it, our grass conditions are are very good for us where I am locally. Um, so feeling very, very thankful that our calves are uh, what our old partner who passed away, Bonner Sample, says they're putting on a pair of pants uh, this time of year, So, which you can almost see day by day. Um, truly a blessing to be involved in this industry with the people that are involved in it. Um, some trying times, no doubt, some some huge, huge um, impacts on our market. And for those of us that are selling, we're fall calvers, so it's go time. And um, our calves did sell this week. We, we use video marketing, which we represent. Um, we are reps under uh, John Rogers in Western Video Marketing, and we were – Um, we were okay with our sale. We were very, very grateful for the hard work that um, Rick Machado and Holly Foster and John Rogers put into helping us get our calves uh, marketed and the exposure that uh, video sale brings. Um, That being said, traditionally, that sale is the biggest attended sale um, in in the the adjoining county for us and that did not happen it was done privately with um very few in attendance the reps and the phone working the phones and um and the video being publicized um on the internet so uh that being said that phase is behind us and like all producers we started this this end of project began for us 18 months ago and 18 months ago no one could even fathom the current conditions happening uh, not just in my little neck of the woods but in the entire world 
Oh, I just, uh, yeah, of course, our family, we, we ship in the fall up here in Montana, and it's 21 degrees here this morning. I was just talking to Dad, and, and he's about 75% wrapped up on his his place for, for spring cabbing. But I, I can't imagine, I mean, obviously, we're going to start thinking about marketing for this fall, but what were some of those thoughts going through through, through your mind and through everyone's minds uh, discussing, you know, what happens if these cabs don't uh, bring, bring a, a price where we're going to break even? What were some of those discussions on top of the anxiety that uh, COVID has brought? For us thinking about marketing and the time leading up to it, it didn't change our day-to-day operations. They still need to be branded. They still need to have a, a second round of shots. They still need to have a check way. They still need to be videoed. They still, all their lives are not impacted by what our lives are impacted. And I like to take that when I go to the ranch and I like to think about that. And and the value of my cow only changes upon sale. Her value stays the same day in and day out. My calves were valued on Wednesday. Up until that point, they were the same product that we've raised for decades. Um, do we modernize? Yes, we do. And we grow with the needs and the demands of the purchaser and the consumer um, at the at the retail end. So we do answer those calls. But for us, our day in and day out, we watch the market. Um, we discuss, well, what's our option? If we don't sell, do we go on and put them our calves um, sell as six weights, so they go on to another grass season or, or go on to um, some someone that's going to take them to the next step. So for us, we could have gone in that direction and gone to a grow yard and held them, or we could have gone um, to another grass. Um, we feel like we took our product to the level that we wanted to take it to, and and based on where we needed to be financially, we felt like, all things considered, this was a good sale mm-hmm. for our product. Good, good, good. Well, I, I do want to c- congratulate you as well because I, I saw just yesterday uh, on Facebook that uh, it's been 30 years since uh, your family uh, purchased Fresno Livestock Commission. Uh, uh, congratulations on that. I, I know it probably wasn't the celebration that uh, you and your dad probably had uh, in, in mind, but uh, again, 30 years of hard work there at the at the livestock market. Uh, let, let's maybe talk about that a little more and your dad and just uh, just uh, that, that aspect uh, of the business as well. Well, quick math will tell you that um, my dad being 50 when he purchased it, We'll let you know that he's 80 at this point and loves what he do does. He gets up in the mornings on sale days and he literally, this is how I grew up. I'm sure this is how it is in his household. He will hum as he's walking around, lo di do di do di da da And while he's doing that, he's formulating in his mind some sale orders, who we might call, what's gonna what's gonna get put in what pin. How the conversation is going to go with the with the staff, how and when when we walk through the door, um, if my dad's the first one at the office, which is most of the time, we are greeted with a good morning. How are you folks this morning? So my dad is a genuinely positive 
person who finds something positive in most situations. Um, does he have some down days? You bet he does. But for the most part, he's the life raft and he, he gives others buoyancy. Um, I feel very, very blessed to be able to have a great working relationship with my father and to be able to spend time with him and to do what I love while he's doing what he loves. Um, he is our auctioneer. He has been from the very beginning. He started out with this passion coming from being an order buyer and has always wanted to um, purchase a market. So he did that in 1990 and um, we have grown uh, since that time. When, when you look at, uh, obviously, the cow-calf aspect of this and, and uh, also running a, a livestock market as well, that, that, the, those are some busy days, long days. Uh, what, what are some of the changes that you've maybe seen in, in livestock? Because I know you're very active in the Livestock Marketing Association as well, but what are, what are some of those things that uh, have been implemented at the sale barn over the last 30 years from, from day one till now that uh, has just improved the efficiency of the operation and, and uh, benefited the, the folks that are consigning cattle there? I would say uh, communication and involvement. Uh, we feel very strongly being involved in um, in association work. We gain a lot of knowledge from others by networking. So becoming a part of the um, for one thing, being BQA certified. So then we learn that, put that into our toolbox and our other employees that are at the market are also BQA certified. So they get to see the benefits of that. Then we get to branch out and we get to talk to the producers about that. And hey, did you know it's better to do this this way? And and have you seen, have you seen the information about that? And to go and share that story um, on association boards and committees and public speaking. When we um, deal with our producers, we do a ton of communication sitting on a tailgate. We we just sit down and, and talk about anything under the sun. We can be talking about market conditions. We can be talking about their families. Um, after 30 years of being in business, we've talked to the grandpas and grandmas and the husbands and wives. And now, you know, another generation my dad has visited it with when he goes and drives up a driveway and calls on, on customers. So that broad knowledge and that um, customer relation, these people are our friends at this point. We've been to weddings and birthdays and, and anniversary parties and, and, and people people will ask us questions about about all kinds of stuff. So uh, obviously Fresno being pretty much smack dab in the middle of California. What what are some of the issues you, you mentioned? Obviously, uh, uh, being a part of associations and being boots on the ground. What what are some of those key issues that uh, concern you as ranchers, as livestock market operators? Uh, what what are some of those key things that you go out and educate consumers on, or maybe uh, go north up to Sacramento to uh, the state capitol during legislative sessions? What are some of those main things that have been impacting the industry in California on the West Coast uh, the last few years? 
Fresno County has approximately a million people for population, and a lot of that's rural communities where huge farming um, farming area. Um, Fresno City is five hundred thousand, uh, very urban. Um, there's a lot of, as we all know, misconceptions about our industry. Um, we we go out and we speak to um, different clubs as we're invited to and tell our story. And we've had a farm and ranch day in the fairgrounds at Fresno where we have um, – Fourth graders all come and and we show them how how a rope's used and why a rope might be used and we explain to them about hamburger and we try and teach about the process um, and while we're educating the kids we're also a lot of times educating the parents the 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 amount of wow I didn't know that comments are are pretty significant and. We feel that that it's just it's just easy to tell our story, and that story I've been telling, going to what we would call our steak and eggs breakfast in Sacramento. That is with California Cattlemen's Association. Um, I've gone to um, also Washington D.C. many times. I lobbied there and I use the word lobby. It doesn't really feel right coming out of my mouth. Um, it feels like I'm trying to persuade, but I, I, I guess I am trying to persuade someone to a lot of the simplicities of our lives and how those simplicities parlay into, into food on the table. And so, um, being, being involved with the process of telling the story is a passion of passion of mine and and having to get on an airplane and do it um, doesn't doesn't even bother me. In fact, my most recent trip was in March. I did go to Washington, D.C. That was my this is my 10th year of telling my story. And I went to the offices and, and talked about the needs that we have. Um, the challenges that we face and reached out uh, in getting some of the people um, on board um, by by those personal relationships. So the personal relationships that I've developed, not just with customers, but also by seeing people in their offices. So what, what were, are some of those uh, key issues that affect the, the lives of cattle producers in California that you've shared, whether in Sacramento or out in Washington, D.C. lately? Well, our steak and eggs got canceled this year. And so, unfortunately, we were unable to do that. I will, as a side note, say that for the past two years, my niece, who is now 13, has been invited to go and give the invocation at steak and eggs. And so she has gone up there and also experienced going to the offices and telling her story and how it impacts yet another generation. Um, so this year we did not go to Sacramento and she was as disappointed as I am. Um, I did, however, as I mentioned, go to Washington, D.C., and those issues that we talked about were dealer trust and and the um, ELD transportation 
um, challenges to move move anything live around, certainly cattle, but it impacts all the way down to bees um, that need to be moved in a timely manner. So you mentioned uh, uh, BQA certification, and a, a lot of people, they go through and, and become BQA certified, but then there's uh, also folks out there that, that ask the question, well, why should I be BQA certified? Um, obviously, your livestock market is. Uh, what are some of the returns that producers have seen and just just by going through these educational courses uh, again making making help helping out that bottom line a little more uh, as a direct return I can't tell you how that parlays into it but I can tell you that when talking to a consumer to say you know we have a verification process that we go through that ensures the handling is at the highest level. And here is my certification. So that relates to that consumer or that um, person without a lot of knowledge. Oh, oh, okay. You are doing something over and above just what just just getting up in the morning and feeding or do, getting up in the morning and 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 because of the negative um because of the negative press that can go on, I feel like that's a tool to combat it. And especially in California, there, there's definitely way more people. And it's just, I, I know how big the the produce and, of course, livestock production is in California. But I think sometimes people uh, forget about that. But just, just being able to uh, have that interaction and, and to show these folks that are multiple generations removed from the farmer ranch uh, the, these tools that are out there, it truly does help build consumer confidence in, in beef. I agree with that. And and then we are also uh, right here, uh, very nearby wine country. So oftentimes, hey, there's a nice piece of, of red meat on your plate and there's a nice uh, a glass of red wine uh, that's going to pair with it. And we all want to be, we want to put our best foot forward. And most of our feet forward are the best ones we we have we have awesome stories to tell um one of the things as a as a livestock market owner uh a very positive to tell is the increase in activity in the community on sale days so five days a week for us we have two sales um a week five days a week people can drive by and think well i wonder what that what goes on there and two days a week, you cannot find a place to park. It's very, very active. So what does that mean to a community? Well, for us, uh, we're, we're a pin drop kind of community um, outside of Fresno. And we service average of 100 buyers and 100 sellers um, on Saturdays, which is our all-classes day of selling, pigs, goats, sheep, cattle. Um, so that pin drop in that community means that that person that came to town traveled from a, sometimes a far distance, sometimes not. Maybe they pool their trips into the community. They buy some tires, do some grocery shopping. Certainly the amount of fuel that's sold at the gas station increases. Um, our cafe does a land office business. And so we feel very fortunate to be able to have that 
as a magnet for the for our community, our our small rural area. Did you always know that you would be coming back uh, to to production agriculture and to the livestock market, uh, or or did you have uh, other other uh, career paths in mind and have that moment where like you know what I, I need to be involved in agriculture? What 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 were your goals when you were a little girl? I guess and, and uh, let's talk about your journey uh, to the livestock market and to production ag. Well, it's funny you used, did I come back? I never left. Um, I grew up country. I'm a child of the 60s. My companions growing up were my parents, my grandparents, uh, my sister. I'm fourth generation from that dirt. Um, so my um, my day-to-day as I evolved, um, involved, saddling my horse and riding around and my dog would go with me and I had barnyard pets when I got back. Um, as I got older and more skilled in my horsemanship, my mother would let me venture further away from the place and I would find myself um, going over to a local feed yard and riding pins. Um, I might have been 10, 11, 12 years old. It was a mile and a half away. Uh, flat ground, and uh, I would ride pins with the pin riders, and and one of my dear friends today still comments about how I would show up over there, and he would say, well, Cindy, how do the cattle look? Oh, they look decent. I mean, what did I know? I was 10, and so um, that love is something that has stayed within me, Right out of high school, I went to work at a local sale barn and um, and worked there. And then I went to work for a three-practice veterinary hospital. I just thought, wow, I uh, this is great. My first day, they handed me a roll of paper towels and a squirt bottle and said, there's the kennels. So I cleaned kennels. And when you get done with that, there's the stalls. And so I developed a great sense of cleaning for and caring for um, other people's livestock and and pets. Um, When I left that practice, 12 years later, they had grown to eight um, veterinarians, and I had grown into being the manager of the office. Um, I then went to work for my for my father. This would be in 1997, and um, got my feet wet on what was involved in marketing. At that point, my dad had been the owner there for seven years, and um, four years after that, so 2001, he offered me a buy-in where I bought 50% of the business. And that lit a fire in me to go up to the next level and be involved in committee and uh, board work. And so I was asked to serve on the Fresno Kings County Cattlemen's Association. And I, I served there. I still serve there. I was asked by Livestock Marketing association to serve under um, Kristen Parman on membership services. 
Um, it was actually Jim Santamasso's tenure as president with LMA, and he asked me to serve. And we, during that time, we developed version one of animal handling guidelines that went out to over 800 member markets in the U.S. and Canada. Um, I served on the California Beef Council. Um, I am currently on the exec exec committee and um, I am realizing through all of this how much I'm missing my interaction with all the people mm-hmm. um, in the in the in other facets that that we all hold hands when we when we talk to the consumer so whatever facet of um, of developing and seeing this product through we're all holding hands to get to the to get to the end stage and through that hand holding i i want to help people and lift them up i i i want everyone to be the best version of themselves that they can be well i know how you mentioned that uh, you really never left the production agriculture and you I, I just enjoyed your ringtone when i when i called you uh, for, for the recording this morning it was uh, barbara mandrells i was country before country was cool so i mean i mean i should have known that just by your ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it wasn't cool. Uh, it was not cool in the 80s to uh, go to high school in an urban area. And here I would be in my boots and jeans. Now, you know, now everything is is A-OK. But uh, back then, to they 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 thought they thought I was cool, but I didn't think it was cool. And so I wanted to fit in with them and finding out years later at high school reunions, oh, we just always thought that that was so cool that you you wore your boots or you did that really because I kind of felt like a hick. but <laughs> now uh, now I embrace it. And so that wearing my boots, I when I go and visit, elected officials and they are my elected official and they are your elected official they are elected and they are there to listen to our care and concerns when i go and do that you will always see me wearing my boots that is my first introduction whenever somebody passes in a hallway the guys have on their cowboy hats they have on their boots cindy has on her boots too and i i put that message forward just all they have to do is look at me and know that I come from some part of an industry that that is that is unique and and my secondary as a funny and this is just a funny that it's a good idea to wear boots when you walk the halls from the elected officials cuz you might just might Find something that you might find out in your pasture as well. <laughs> very, very true up there on Capitol Hill. But you know, you you mentioned that that uh, passion uh, and the 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 knowledge that came with becoming active with whether it's a county uh, agricultural organization or all the way up to to the state and national levels. How? I mean, obviously, you've been very active in that since the late '90s. But if you would have uh, become involved later in your career path uh, with these advocacy groups. Do you feel what 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 disadvantage would you have without being involved with uh, your state and national organizations? I'd say if you feel if you feel a need and you see something that needs to be filled, 
jump in and do it. Start making phone calls. Find somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody and get started on it because we can all be better by helping each other. Most people get involved in whatever it is because it hits home to their front doorstep. And when we sit on our ranches or we sit in our homes and we say to ourselves, yeah, somebody needs to do something about that. You guys are all the somebodies, just like we're all the somebodies. Cindy, what's your message to all the young women out there that are having the opportunity to come back to an operation or start their own business and maybe feel that uh, that the that the old boys club won't let them become involved? Uh, what, what's your advice to them, whether it's at the county, state or national level? Don't be intimidated. Find a strong woman that can help you, that can be your role model. I was fortunate that I had Nancy Robinson that uh, took me by the hand and explained to me about lobbying and gave me a great example. She worked for Livestock Marketing Association for years and years and years and just has a vast experience. She believed in me. She gave me a vote of confidence that um, helped propel me uh, on to uh, a new level in that stage of my life. Um, we we have watched as women, we have watched other women um, succeed. And all of us has the ability to do that. It's not a gender-based job. It is a job. And all of us have the ability to do it. What are your future plans to to help improve agriculture, whether it be the Fresno Livestock Commission, uh, the ranching aspect of things? What do you want to do in the next uh, short term to help improve agriculture, your your, uh, efficiency, and help make a difference? What, What are some of those goals looking like? I'm carrying a baton, and many others are carrying a baton, and that baton will pass. Um, I... I feel a strong passion to reach out to uh, younger or not younger um, women and men that want to better our communities, our um, industries, our lifestyles. Um, I want to also encourage each individual's passion. Um, I, I have before I've taught uh, Sunday school, I want to have that passed on to children. And if I can be a help to that, then I want to do that. I serve on my church council. And so I want to be a part of that. I want to um, help our employees. We have on, on Saturdays, we have approximately 20 employees. Most of those are kids that come from the high school. They're involved in ag. I want to show them this can be done. You can get involved here. Work hard. Learn as much as you can. Be as kind as you can. And do the best job that you can. Uh, One of my final questions is, Cindy, do you remember the first time we met? (laughs) It it was at a bar. (laughs) <laughs> I do. Yeah, I was good. I, in my mind, I just went, well, what do I talk about now? Yes, I do. I believe that we were in Phoenix um, and you and Russell uh, were there sitting. And so I uh, somehow we all struck up a conversation 
Um, luckily for us at NCBA convention in Phoenix, we could sit outside, outside and we yeah. soaked up some vitamin D and, and we might've had one or two hops along the way, um, while we were soaking up our vitamin D in a responsible manner. Um, and, uh, and then, uh, I believe there was a selfie involved and a mutual friend, McCall, McCall Linky, yes. Uh, yes, McCall, a mutual friend said, hey, what are you two doing together without me or something like that? <laughs> and so and so there it began this. And then through the 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 good, the pluses of social media here, we've stayed in connection um, since that time. Yep. And uh, running into each other, whether it be out in D.C. or the Catalina Free Conventions. And, and, and again, you, you took your niece out there two years ago, I know, for uh, for the NCBA uh, legislative conference. And, and she got to experience. Experience, uh, all the work that goes on on Capitol Hill, too. I, I'm sure that left a very lasting impression on her as well. Very lasting, yes. That was during my uh, my tenure as um, the second vice president for California Cattlemen's Association, and we were able to do some great work. She came along and ended up learning about how easy it is to tell your story. You just sit down and tell your story. And mm-hmm. so through uh, the three days of meeting with elected officials, um, after about halfway through the second day, I said, Presley, do you have anything you'd like to say? And and she chimed in and delivered a beautiful message from her perspective. Uh, obviously, she doesn't carry a vote, but someday she will. Mm-hmm. Well, Cindy, I, I just want to thank you for taking uh, time here this morning to, to share a little more on your story. I know you're probably uh, shaping up for uh, your, your Saturday all-class sale, but I- any last tips or anything that you would just like to share with, with everyone listening to the Cattleman's Call podcast here today before I let you get back to your, your daily routine? I'd like to thank all the producers, all the support of the producers, all of the people listening, every one of you that has an interest just in tuning in. I'd like to thank you all for what you do for all of us. We all we all reap the benefits of the product that gets put on our plate. And thank you, thank you. A big tip of the resist all to all of you. All right. Well, again, Cindy Twos, thank you so much for phoning in today from Fresno, California. Uh, again, you can you can learn more about Fresno Livestock Commission online as well. And again, thank you so much, Cindy, for taking time. Uh, and uh, I know self-distancing mode is still in full effect across much of the nation, but uh, work still needs to be done out in the countryside and at our uh, livestock markets as well. So thank you so much for taking time today, and I hope to see you soon down the road. You bet, Lane. Thanks so much for including me in all of this, and and thanks for your friendship, too. It's greatly appreciated. Same here. That uh, greatest thing about being involved in, in, in all these organizations is, is the people you get to meet and the knowledge and discussions you have along the way. So, Cindy, it's great to, to call you a friend, and thank you so much for joining us. And for all of our listeners, answering the Cattleman's Call here once again. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Lane Nordland. Make sure and subscribe and share the podcast with your friends online. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to NCBA's Cattleman's Call podcast with Lane Nordland. For more information, visit ncba.org and make sure to subscribe to the podcast today.